I know this is supposed to be a, an excited time, exciting time. This is my uh, very first podcast episode, but at the moment, I do want to do a uh, rest in peace for Jim the Anvil Nyhart. Um, one of the reasons why I'm still a wrestling fan today. Love to laugh. Cool guy. Saw him on Total Diva. Saw him after the fact. Uh, sending prayers to Natty, TJ, the rest of the Hart family. Um, but let's just uh, give it up for Jim Danville Night Hart. All right, so here we go. I want to welcome you to the first installment, uh, the first season, the first episode. Whatever you want to call it, it's the first of the VDOT and Friends podcast. I'm DJ VDOT, a.k.a. your auntie's favorite DJ. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's V dot underscore the underscore DJ. And it's not actually a dot. It is V D O T underscore the underscore DJ. Uh, this here is a wrestling podcast. So we'll be talking things past. We'll be talking things present. We'll be talking what we might think happened in the future from the world of the WWE. From New Japan, shout out to Tanahashi for winning that G1. We'll do some Ring of Honor. We'll do Impact Wrestling. Hell, we'll do anything that I happen to run across and want to talk about. Now, originally, I really was going to go with after SummerSlam to start this podcast. I apologize for the cars going by right now because uh trying to walk my dog here. Earlier today, I was out here walking this same dog. And I think I now know how Justin Bieber felt when he just started to pop off to be a pop sensation. Because I had a crowd of 12-year-old girls running behind me and my dog asking, Oh, can I can I can I pet your puppy? Can I pet your puppy? I'm like, this dog is six years old and he's a killer. Get away from him. So, but anyway, I'm going to come back here after I give a little shout out one to Anchor for allowing an app like this for me to come out and talk my stuff, my stress reliever. And a couple more things I want to talk about. I want to give a couple shout outs to support a couple of my friends. But after the break, we'll, we'll, we will talk about why I'm doing this podcast in the first place. Once again, Twitter and Instagram, V dot underscore the underscore DJ. Let's get this going. Yes, once again, want to thank Anchor for developing an app for me to actually start this uh, dream of me being a podcaster. Uh, make sure you download that Anchor app on Apple and Google Play. Also, want to uh, give a shout out to Beach Imprints. So, I have a uh, family reunion coming up. Uh, it's our 31st year of doing the family reunion thing where we grab all the cousins, all the aunties, all the grandmas, and we bring them all to a park, fellowship with each other, have a great time, reminisce on things back in the day. But this year we wanted some shirts. So what did we do? We hit up Beach Imprints. 
We went ahead and hollered at my boy Chris. And he got us straight. Or even better, my son has just started his uh, AAU team. Uh, they don't have a team name. And they probably don't have any team jerseys. So we'll probably hit up Beach Imprints for all my screen printing needs. Families, churches, schools. Hey, you just you and your homies got some things that you want to do and you want to put some shirts together. Holler at Beach Imprints. The number is 757-303-7178. Again, the number is 757-303-7178. Or you can email them at beachimprints at outlook.com. That's beachimprints at outlook.com. B-E-A-C-H-I-M-P-R-I-N-T-S at Outlook.com. Now we're going to get back here to the wrestling. Alright, so. This is a wrestling podcast, like I said. I think I'll make sure I say it at least two more times throughout this recording here, just so we know. So there's no confusion. But anyway... My first experience with this thing called pro wrestling slash sports entertainment was Wrestle War 1991, where the main event had the four horsemen that consist of Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, Double A Arn Anderson and the Enforcer, Sid Vicious and Barry Windham versus Sting, the Steiner Brothers and Flying Brian Pillman. In a war games match. If you didn't know what a war games match is, war games was two rings side by side, surrounded by a cage. Uh, the cage had a top, and no one won until someone surrendered. But everybody had to be in the ring before someone surrendered. So I was hooked from there. Started going to all the video stores in my area, trying to find all these NWA, all these WCW, so I can watch the Road Warriors, so I could watch Doom. So I could watch Lex Luger. So I could watch a young Jushin Thunder Liger. Shoot, so I could watch Eligante. It was all about that. So go to the video store out there. I done maxed out on all the NWA videos. Look to my left and there is a cartoon picture of a whole bunch of muscular guys sitting next to each other. And on the top of that cartoon picture was the Royal Rumble. Royal Rumble 1991. So, I really didn't know what that was because we were from the country. Um, The only thing about cable that we knew were the cables that was attached to the clothesline where we hung our clothes up on. Yes, Virginia Beach does have country. We have different things other than the beach. We don't have any palm trees. Crazy, right? Being a beach, no palm trees. Yeah, but we don't. I don't see none of those. We got rural areas, country areas. We got hood areas. We got the suburbs. It's pretty much a big old melting pot. Now let me change that. It's more like a medium-sized fondue bowl of different personalities here. This is a military town. Uh, back in the '80s, though, this was a wrestling town. If you go on your WWE network and look up classic WCW NWA material, you'll see a lot of the things that happen, a lot of serious moments actually happen here in Norfolk, Virginia. But that's neither here nor there. Let's fast forward a little bit more to WrestleMania 33. Now, I decided that me and my girlfriend was going to play a drinking game. 
and I made a whole bunch of different things that if you, for instance, if John Cena proposed to Nikki Bella, we were turning up. We were taking mad shots of Henny. It was Henny. It was like our own Henny Palooza. Shout out to Real Life Cast. Oh, and the Wrestle Rap. Another reason why I actually started to do a podcast myself. Uh, there is a lot of New York style podcasts, but there's not a lot here. Down here in what I consider the Middle East. Uh, the Middle East is the DMV, North Carolina. They kind of don't consider us as southern states because of the location, but the northerners don't want to consider us northerners either, so we kind of our own entity. Yes. But anyway, fast forwarding back, started watching WWF in 95 once we got cable. The end of 95, beginning of 96. So I saw Lex Luger on TV one day as made in the USA Lex Luger. The following week, I see him on Monday Night Nitro in the Mall of America in Minnesota. Totally not all about America, more about himself. And so I went on, went through the whole Monday Night Wars. I saw the Goldbergs. I saw the creation of the NWO. I saw the Montreal Screwjob. I saw the introduction of Mayor Clay- Mayor Kane. Uh, congratulations to Glenn Jacobs for that. But I did see a lot of things. So we're going back to WrestleMania 33. Back to my drinking game. So throughout all of these, pretty much everything that was on my drinking game pretty much happened. So needless to say, I was a little lit. But I made a proclamation. I was like, look, we are going to WrestleMania 34. We are going to New Orleans for WrestleMania. So we get to April 5th of this year. Uh, we already got our plane tickets. We got our, our hotel. We're staying in the Wyndham Airport Garden off in Metairie. Metairie or Materie? Somewhere in Louisiana. It's close to New Orleans. And we get to the hotel. We pack, unpack a little bit. Get ourselves ready. First thing we do, because I feel that you need to do this if you go to WrestleMania weekend, is you need to go to Wiley Mania. I uh, found out about Wiley Mania on the episode of Wrestle Rap. They told me how it was, so I got to tell you how it was. Imagine you being at a safari. You're on one of those safari tours, riding one of those Jeeps. You got lions sitting next to you. You got antelopes hanging out there doing their daily routine, jaguars just running around. Now, let's flip that and say that's Alberto Del Rio, Carlito, and... Chavo Guerrero just walking by you, or that's Marty Skrull that's sitting there right next to you while you're wearing his villain club shirt. Yes, I saw Marty Skrull while, well in a, while wearing a villain club shirt. So I told him, I was like, look, this is destiny. We have to take a picture. Took a picture, threw up my two sweet, marked out a little bit. Yes, I'm 36, but I can still be a little Mark fanboy when I see wrestlers. Uh, ran the Cassius Ono. Wale, when I walked in, I believe the song that was on was Bad. So, nice chill spot. You see James Storm in the building. You see Moose in the building. You see Taya Valkyrie in the building. Like, it's just wrestlers all over. Rod Van Dam, you know, the whole fucking show was there. 
overall great time. Ran to a couple uh startup indie guys. Shout out to my man Will the Thrill. Cool ass dude. You need to follow him on on Instagram and follow him on Snapchat. Show his uh his his progression to being um a wrestling superstar. Wish nothing but the best for homie. So we come to Friday. Now I have friends that moved from Virginia Beach that came down to uh live in New Orleans. Finally got to see them. They had their first son. Uh they showed me around a little bit. Then my homeboy Kyle, single man, by the way, decide he decided to move down there with them. So he was able to give us the party life. So it was three thirty, four o'clock, and we're walking down Bourbon Street. Uh, a lady grabs my girlfriend, says, "Here, take this shot. Take this shot. Take this shot." Oh, that'll be sixteen dollars. I look at her. I was like, "Uh, lady, I ain't got no money." She's like, "Oh no, there's an ATM right here." I was like, "Oh, your ATM's broke." Trying to, you know me, I'm. I'm always trying to swindle my way out of out of stuff like that. So it didn't work. Ended up going to the ATM, got paid the shots. Then we started drinking hand grenades. We walked down a little bit more. We get to a place called Razoo. Now, before we get to Razoo, I'm telling my homeboy, Kyle, I was like, look, V-Pain. And by the way, V-Pain was a, another alter ego made famous back in 2008 to about 2010. Uh, A.K.A. he jumps on every karaoke song possible like T-Pain did back in those times and make them better. So we walk around and I was like, look, we got V-Pain has to come out tonight. He he has to make a he has to make his presence on in New Orleans. He, my homeboy Kyle's like, I got you. But before all that start, we stopped to a spot called Razoo. Now, Razoo had their happy hour going on. Uh, they had two of their happy hour host, two ladies up there trying to hype the crowd. They knew it was WrestleMania weekend. They saw people, a whole bunch of people wrestling t-shirts. So we decided to go inside the bar. As we're walking inside of this bar, I don't know what came over me. I don't know if it was the, the hand grenades that I had or what, but Notorious B.I.G.'s Juicy just happened to play. So it felt like my entrance music was coming on. And as my entrance music is coming on, walking into this building, one of the the happy hour hosts is like, who knows this song? I immediately snatched the mic off of her, had my book bag on because I was keeping it all, all my WrestleMania memorabilia in there and all my merch because we had went to the WrestleMania store prior. Get on stage, I, I say I put on at least the 8 of 10 performance of Notorious B.I.G.'s Juicy. During the chorus, I'm up there throwing a two suite on because I did have the Wolfpack red and black shirt on. Uh, made made about a good 20, 30 fans that night. Not tooting my own horn, but toot, toot. And then I leave the building. I say approximately two hours later, your boy Elias, you know, WWE stands for Walk with Elias, walks in the bar, throws his set down. So I will say this now, unofficially, I open for Elias Sampson, or Elias is what they call him now. And uh Elias, you owe me a check for getting the for getting the getting the spot hot. I got your spot hot for you to go in there and perform for your documentary that's on the WWE network right now. Make sure you check that out. But I want to check. So we get to Saturday. Saturday I wake up in my hotel room by and I forgot to mention, um, the hotel that I just decided to pick and stay in was like indie wrestling heaven. You had 
crash luch in there, you know, all the Mexican stars. I ran the psychosis. Out of all the people in the world that I thought you run into, I ran into psychosis. And I knew it was psychosis because you know how psychosis walk. He kind of walked like he's been riding horses his whole life. <laughs> so I got a picture with him. As I finish my picture with him, I go back inside the hotel. There goes Trent Seven just walking by. You know Trent Seven, former NXT Tag Team Champion. Saw Jordan Devlin. Saw uh, Martina the Moth from uh, Progress and all the other uh, British wrestling promotions over there. Uh, ran into a few few people in my hotel room alone. Willie the Mac from Lucha Underground. Uh, but then we went back to the city. Uh, was getting ready for our Saturday night here at NXT TakeOver New Orleans. Uh, we knew the main event was Johnny Gargano versus Tommaso Ciampa. Excellent match, by the way. But let me talk about the first match. The first match of that evening was the uh, the ladder match for the North American Championship, where you had Adam Cole, you had the Velveteen Dream, you had the debuting Ricochet, you had the debuting EC3, you had Killian Dane, and you had Lars Sullivan. I swear that was 45 minutes of the best thing I've ever seen in my life live. And then it all com- it, it came to an end when 15,000 people are saying, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. One of the great, still, I, I have not seen anything, even on TV, where I'm like, yo, I was not ready for that. I wasn't prepared for what I was about to see. That was the first match of the night. And, and granted, we were all hyped. All, all of us were, all of us in the Smoothie King Arena were all hyped. The ma- and, and the matches afterwards were great, but just being from the live the live crowd to watching it on TV, because I watched it on TV the following day, it felt like we, we burnt ourselves out off of the ladder match. But that other than that, I will say every match on that card was a good card. So go home, go to sleep, and then we wake up Sunday. It's WrestleMania Sunday. We get to the Superdome. We see the uh, the pre-show. We catch the female battle royal. We catch the male battle royal. A um, couple of people I ran into that day. I ran into Juice Robinson, you know, the IWGP United States champion. I ran into David Arquette. I ran into Dalton Castle's boys. I ran into Queen Charmelle. Um, other than that, the matches were great. The, the Intercontinental Triple Threat was on fire. Oscar versus Charlotte was fire. Shane McMahon and, and Daniel Bryan versus KO and Sami Zayn, fire. The only match, though, I say was lackluster was, you know, and everybody knows, it was John Cena versus Undertaker, but we knew what we were getting when we got it. But Undertaker did look good. It looks like he was three years younger um, moving through that ring. Then we get to the main event. The main event was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. Now... A year ago, a year prior, pretty much after WrestleMania 33, uh, a new book in the the Bible of Meltzer came out, stating that Roman Reigns is slated to be the WWE champion at WrestleMania in New Orleans. So, what happens? Our great friends of the internet wrestling community, who lives by the Bible of Meltzer, um, pretty much put it put it as one of their their last wishes before they die 
to if Roman Reigns wins the championship at WrestleMania, I'm going to make sure I'll be there and I'm going to boo him out the building. So, the main event comes on, and there's one section, because I started up, I'm not even going to front to you, my first WrestleMania, I was up there pretty high, I was higher than a giraffe's ass, but I eventually worked my way down to the 100 session, you know, you got to get in where you fit in, and there was just one crowd that was strategically placed in the right spot, they were placed in a spot where you would hear most of the crowd reaction if you watch it on TV. So, and I understand, I understand, people pay money, they can do what they want, but sometimes you guys have to understand that you pay money to do what you want, but there's also the other people there that pay money to do what they want, and when I say do what they want, they might want to boo the bad guy, and they might want to cheer the good guy, and all, a lot of people, they always say well it's different in Japan and there are things like that the difference between Japan wrestling fans and American wrestling fans keep it a buck with you Japanese wrestling fans know what they're coming to see they're coming to see a conflict between a good guy and they're coming to see a con- between a good guy and a bad guy so they're going to cheer the good guy they're going to cheer the bad guy in America a lot of times it seems like the fans are there just to see if they can make themselves famous so there's the big disconnect there. Then on top of the fact where you have somebody telling you a year prior that this is going to supposed to be the finish of of WrestleMania, you already had in your head that you didn't want to watch the match. So you're saying things like this is stupid and you're hitting beach balls around and doing a whole bunch of odd stuff instead of enjoying the match. And then here's the here's here's the kicker of everything, folks. Brock Lesnar wins. So, your Lord and Savior, Dave Meltzer, told you that Roman Reigns was going to win, and you had your big thing prepared, and you done tweeted, and you done put all your little boycotts and your petitions to not have Roman Reigns win the title, and Brock wins. What do you do? You don't even pay attention to the match. I went home the next day, got home from our trip, got off a flight, got home, got in the plane, Started watching a little bit of TV before Raw came on and watched WrestleMania. And the match from TV to the match being live was two totally different matches. And I wonder, has has people really thought, or not thought, do people really think that, that because this man here tells you that this is the way that wrestling is supposed to be, that you don't have enough, I'm trying to think of the word, that you can't think for yourself of things that you might actually like? I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it, it's one of those things that you just, it, it, it's weird to me. We're already a small community as is. We're, the rest of the community is smaller than everything else. Everybody say, oh, you need to go back to the attitude era. You need to go back to the attitude era. Remember the Attitude Era. The Attitude Era was what? From 97 to 2001. Can you name any other thing similar to Monday Night Raw and Monday Night Nitro that you could watch other than those two? You can't. Fast forward to 2016, 2018. 
If it's not ratchet enough, you'll watch Love and Hip Hop. You'll watch The Housewives of Atlanta. You'll watch think you, you'll watch reality TV shows to get your fix of what you used to watch into the Attitude Era. So with that said, I think us wrestling fans need to do a little bit better. These people are out here making town 309 days out the year, trying to put a smile on people's faces. We need to appreciate what we're doing, what we're watching. Look at it from a different view. So when I come back here, um, this is where the real discussion is going to actually happen here. I'm going to give you uh, my top 10 wrestlers at this current moment in time. Trust and believe this this really changes for me at least once every 15 minutes. But I'm going to try to give this all out for you in one time. So here we go. All right. So like I said before, we're going to I'm going to do my um, top 10 single wrestlers at this exact moment right now. Now, I'm just going to let you know, today is August 16th, 12.09 a.m., and this is my exact feeling right now. Now, my, my one through three, normally, it doesn't change. They're, they're not going to change. Number one, hands down, don't at me. You know what? You can at me at v.underscore underscore DJ at Twitter and Instagram and djv.757 on Snapchat. But number one, hands down, AJ Styles, the phenomenal one. He can put a match on safely with the broom and is second to none. I mean, from Andrade Cien Almas to Rusa, Samoa Joe, Shinsuke Nakamura, Dean Ambrose, James Ellsworth. AJ puts on a A-plus performance every time. Number two goes to the cleaner. The man that kicked AJ Styles out of the Bullet Club, Kenny Omega. Now, Kenny Omega, the best bout machine. There's there's things that it still amazes me how he does this and, and is not paralyzed. Can be a little, can be a little reckless, but I love that. I love it. Number two is definitely Kenny Omega. Number three, Okada. I'm not even gonna front. I'm gonna learn these names a little bit better. Um, I'm not gonna chop it up now, so I'm just gonna say the last name, Okada. Granted, Okada was like people say Roman Reigns was pushed down your throat for 13 consecutive title defenses, but they were great matches can't front. The crowd was into it. He sells better than pretty much anybody around. Made you feel that you needed to, you needed Okada to win. So he definitely sits at number three. Number four, Tetsuya Naito. Because the build from 2013 to now on how they wanted Naito to be the guy and then Japanese fans didn't say, no, we don't want him to be the guy just yet. He crapped on Japan, came back, won the G1 in 2017, got his chance at 2018. 
ain't gonna front. He should have won the IWGP Heavyweight Championship at WrestleMania, just like Kenny Omega should have won in 2017. But that'll be another episode here down the road. But number four is definitely to see Naito. Number five, the big dog. Say what you want. Roman Reigns is top five wrestler that's going on right now. Roman is another one that can actually wrestle anyone and have a good match with anyone. When Bobby Lashley came back to the WWE, I'm not even going to front, I did not want it to happen. But Roman Reigns made me like Bobby Lashley. I didn't even like Bobby Lashley at the beginning when he was with Trump. This was before Trump was even number 45. I just, it, it just, he just didn't click with me. Bobby Lashley wasn't my guy. But Roman Reigns made me like him through the few that they had. If you can make somebody that you don't rock with, if they make them, if, you, if they make you like them, you, you got to give them the, the respect that's due. Got to. Now, here's where it gets all cloudy. My number six wrestler. This is just my opinion. This is just me. Number six is Adam Cole, man. North American champion. Adam Cole left Ring of Honor. Took his buzz from Ring of Honor. How do you go to some place that nobody supposedly heard of you? You walk out there, super kick somebody. You come to the stage. You don't even have to say anything. They already know what to say. You have 15,000 people screaming, Adam Cole, Bay Bay. Like, you're there, man. You're there. Adam Cole, Adam Cole's number six. I don't want to argue about it. Number seven is Seth Rollins. Now, Seth Rollins had an uphill battle, man. He had a, a lot of people saying he was unsafe from, from the Brett the Hitman heart to other people. They just said he wasn't a safe wrestling. Things happen. It's professional wrestling. It might be predetermined, but people still got to take these hits to make it look believable. Seth Rollins came back from injury, and he's been damn near unstoppable. Putting on match after match. Um, The Pittsburgh crowd was real disrespectful when they got a 30-minute match of some, some straight wrestling. Phil him and Dolph Ziggler did what they needed to do. Moving on. So I should be on number eight. If I'm on number eight, number eight is uh, for me, Tommaso Ciampa. Tommaso Ciampa is the best heel in the game right now. And that's giving honorable mention to Sammy Callahan. Let's give an honorable mention to, shoot. The firing squad of the Bullet Club because Tama Tonga, Tonga Loa, Bad Luck Folly. That's what the Bullet Club was in 2013. People don't remember that part of the Bullet Club. They know the Bullet Club now of the, the Hot Topic Bullet Club. But I can't front. I like the Hot Topic Bullet Club myself too. So, but the best hill in the business right now comes out to no ring music, no merchandise. Don't cheer me. Do not be happy that I am the NXT champion. You need it. You need that. That's that's what you need. Number nine is Shinsuke Nakamura. Now, when I originally thought of doing this in the first place, Shinsuke wasn't even on my list for 20, much less top 10. 
But I had to sit there and really think. Shinsuke, it, he, he does well with what he's given. He, he can put on a great match as a heel. Even, even though he, he's Japanese, his, the promos that he do are, are hilarious. It makes you like, ah, I wish I can kick this person in the face myself. But you don't want to take that knee from the King of Strong style. So that leaves us with uh, number 10. Now I'm looking at the list of all the people that I have that, sh- that could possibly be in that spot. And now I'm stuck just looking at this list that who is my number 10 wrestler, favorite wrestler. And I'm going to have to go with Zack Sabre Jr. Some people might not know who Zack Sabre Jr. is. Zach James, Zach, Zach, Saber Jr. Uh, wrestled in the cruiserweight champ, the cruiserweight classic uh, a couple years ago. Same, the same cruiserweight classic that you had your cruiserweight champion Cedric Alexander in, that you had the Golden Lover Kota Ibushi, uh, Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Drew Gulak, Mustafa Ali. You had a few few top cruiserweights in that tournament but Zack Sabre Jr. now part of Suzuki Goon with Minoru Suzuki I saw Minoru Suzuki in an airport in New Orleans I wanted to say something to him but I was like you um, sir I believe that you are real you might whoop my ass if I try to come say hi to you even though I am five inches taller than you but I think you might still got one on me I'm not even going to front but just the way he manipulates people's arms, the the legs, like it's it's just it's fluid motion. Is there's nobody that I feel that does that. He has his own thing. He's unique. He could either pin you or uncle you, as Dusty Rose would have said, with the flip a kick not 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 even there's no it's not really even real striking to his game it's straight grappling and he hands down is the best grappler in wrestling today so he he has to say on my number 10 I know this sounds probably a little congested this is the first podcast I just want to tell you that I am learning trying to figure get my feet on the solid ground um we will come back next week. I would like, I would love for people to uh, send me their top ten of right now at the present moment because I know yours will probably change while you're trying to write a list yourself. It happens with all wrestling fans. We feel like we disrespect the people when we don't add the list. Like for example, shout out to Pentagon Junior. Shout out to Cody Rhodes. Shout out to Tomohiro Ishii, The Velveteen Dream, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Asuka, Tama Tonga, like I said, Aleister Black, Finn Balor. That's just how I feel right now at 12.19. This only took 10 minutes, and I'm already upset with my picks other than the top three. So, <laughs> with that said, I think I'm going to go ahead and shut this off. I got to work in the morning. Give me a good five hours. I should be okay to talk to all my uh, my great patients, 55 and over, uh, that are Medicare eligible. But y'all enjoy yourself. We'll come back next week. We'll talk about SummerSlam. 
talk about NXT uh, TakeOver. We'll talk about uh, the upcoming All In because I'm excited about that. I want to see how that goes because I feel however that goes will determine how 2019 is going to look everywhere but the WWE. Once again, social media, Twitter and Instagram, it's V dot underscore V underscore DJ. Snapchat is DJV.757. You can like my page on Facebook, it's Vincent DJV. Creekmore. Other than that, I'm a holiday. I'll talk to you next week.